Welcome to Wheel Take the Wheel. I'm the podcast producer, Maria Barto. A couple of days ago, some of my co-workers and I had the opportunity to interview Miss Opal Lee. If you haven't heard from her, you've definitely been living under a rock. Miss Opal is a 93-year-old civil rights activist who campaigned to make Juneteenth a national holiday for years. Stay tuned and hear what she had to say. Hi, I'm Deetra Whitmore, Vice President of Customer Experience at Trinity Metro. Hi, I'm Eva Williams. I'm the Grants Analyst at Trinity Metro. Oh, right. <laughs> so these are down-home people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, right. When I think of Juneteenth, one great person comes to mind, and that's Miss Opal Lee. She's a retired Fort Worth ISD teacher and counselor. Miss Lee was only 12 years old when a mob of 500 white supremacists set fire to her home and, and vandalized it. This experience led her into a life of teaching and activism. In 2016, she decided to walk from her home in Fort Worth to Washington, D.C. in an effort to get Juneteenth named a national holiday. Miss Lee, welcome to We'll Take the Wheel. It is so nice to see you and such an honor to be joined by you today. Thank you, sweetheart, but I'm just a little old lady in tennis shoes getting into everybody else's business and I'm having a good time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, this year as Black Lives Matter protests continue across the country, it's quite an eye opener. Many companies have decided to make Juneteenth a day off for employees. For instance, New York and Virginia have announced that they plan to make Juneteenth a paid holiday for state employees. Miss Lee, the great work that you have done thus far, would you say your vision is finally coming to fruition? Not really. We've got a long way to go. We've come a long way, but there's still much to be done and much to let people know. For instance, Juneteenth's not a black thing and it's not a Texas thing. Juneteenth is about freedom and unity and that's for all people. None of us, I repeat, none of us are free until we are all free and we're not free yet. There's so many disparities that we could address together to make this the greatest country in the world. I'm speaking of homelessness. We've got to eradicate homelessness. Everybody deserves a decent place to stay. Joblessness. This is a rich country, and there's no reason why there's not work for everybody. And there really is. And if you've got a job, you hope you paid the same as the person who's working that same job. He gets paid one thing and you get paid another. Oh, that's got to cease. Schools, if the schools would simply tell the children the truth, let them know what actually happened so that we don't have to repeat it again. But if you don't know, how can you not repeat it? I'm concerned with climate change. We are... I'm going to say desecrating the earth. We are doing that, and we can do better. 
I, I, I really think if we don't do better, we're going to annihilate all of us at the same cotton-picking time. Thank you, Miss Opal. I mean, I think you must have telepathy because I was headed to ask you, you know, what else uh, would you like to see in the country um, happening outside of Juneteenth becoming a national holiday? So thank you so much for your insight on those points. I think those are really important. I want to switch gears really quick and talk about an interview you had with WFAA where you mentioned Juneteenth being a unifier. If there's something that we need right now, it's something that's going to unify us. So how do you think that celebrating Juneteenth could help us close that divide that our country is currently experiencing? To begin with, why don't we celebrate freedom from the 19th of June to the 4th of July? We weren't free on the 4th of July, 1776. And what, oh, what a celebration that would be. People think of it as just a festival, but it has so many other components. This year, the young people from different ethnic groups learning songs, and then they're going to do a concert. The music from pastime has been phenomenal. We've got art. 800 children were given the 12 freedoms gained when the enslaved were free. They were able to name themselves. They were able to keep the children and not have them sold away from them. They were able to marry, able to name themselves, able to learn to read and write, able to own property. Oh, so many others. But 12 Freedoms Gains, those young people drew about that and 300 of their art was insured. Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful to see what they imagined. And so I just think that people need to know that there's more to Juneteenth than just a festival. We have Empowering You, where people learn what to do to buy a home, how to fix your credit, health things, you know, the wagons that tell you about cancer and other health issues. Empowering You has so many parts to it that will help a person elevate himself. How to find a job, how to get a scholarship, all of these are part of the Empowering You. And so we've got a, a, a Miss Juneteenth movie. I'm in it. I'm oh. not Miss Juneteenth, but I'm in the movie here. Oh, you have to look quick and hard to see me, but I'm in the movie. And we have a play, Greg Ellis, a young man who retired from the Cowboys, has a play about Juneteenth. There's so many components to Juneteenth, just not the festival. That is, that's awesome. That's lots of great things are happening around Juneteenth. Uh, Miss Lee, you know, in 2016, you started your first walk to D.C., which was 1,400 miles from Fort Worth. What went into getting this all started for you to make this noble journey? Well, I got to thinking at 89 years old, and we'd wanted Juneteenth to be a national holiday for so long. And I thought maybe I could, if a little old lady in tennis shoes would walk into Washington, D.C., somebody would notice. And they did. Uh, I uh, left September 2016, and I do two and a half miles. I was where I stopped. I'd start again, do two and a half miles. And I did that through Arlington, Texas, Grand Prairie, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Box Springs, Joppa. And my team said, you won't be doing it like that because 
somebody had promised us an RV and they reneged. They decided what I was doing was too political. And so my team said I'd only go where I was invited and where they had Juneteenth celebrations. Well, 48 states have Juneteenth celebrations. I haven't been in all of them, but I've sure been in a lot of them. And they've been so nice to me. And so I kept walking and kept talking until January 2017 is when I did get to Washington, D.C. And we had asked President Obama to walk with us from the Frederick Douglass House to the Capitol. But he was in Chicago. That never happened. I didn't get what I wanted. But. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on talking till Juneteenth is a national holiday. Well, it's time to take a short break, but stay with us. Miss Lee will be with us through, our, through, through the end of the episode. We'll be right back. Save 25% on transit tickets with Easy Ride, Trinity Metro's corporate and community partner program. Did you know that transportation is a key factor in employee recruitment and retention? With Easy Ride, you can offer transit discounts as part of your benefits package. This program is available for all organizations in Tarrant County. To learn more, please email us at easyride at ridetm.org. Welcome back to We'll Take the Wheel. Here with us today is Miss Opal Lee, also known as the grandmother of Juneteenth. So, Ms. Ogle, I can't help but think about how your family's home being burned down by white supremacists is reminiscent of the Tulsa race massacre. In that moment, as a young child, how did that impact your life? I don't even know how to tell you about what happened. The newspapers said there were 500 and that um, when my dad came with a gun, the police told him that if he busted a cap, they'd let the mob have us. The paper says the police couldn't control the mob. Well, my parents sent us to friends several blocks away, and they left under cover of darkness, but they had begun to stone the house and pull out furniture and burn. I mean, they really tore that place apart. My parents never, ever talked to us about it. They just bowed down, worked and worked, and bought another home. I am not sure. I just know that if those people had allowed us to stay, they would have found out that we wanted the same thing they did, a decent place to stay, good school for our children. But my parents wanted a good school for us, that we were a job that paid so the family could be fed. We just wanted what they wanted, but we weren't allowed to. And now things have changed. Not enough to suit me, but they've changed. And I'm thinking 
because the young people who are coming behind me and anybody under 94 is a young people. <laughs> this should be better for them. They don't, I know that some things are happening now. We're losing lives. These people who are losing their lives are martyrs because it's bringing to the forefront the mistreatment, the barbaric things that have happened to people. And if we could just get people to understand that it's not a black thing, it's not a Texas thing, it is all of us. I don't know, care what nationality, working together to make this the greatest United States of America ever. I just hope I live to see it. Yes, it, it does take all of us. And Miss Lee, you know, we talked about your first walk to DC. There has been many walks following that one, including the one you have coming up on June 19th from historic South Side to downtown. So, you know, what are the three things that you uh, would count as your success thus far? Well, I just know last year when we did this and I walked the two and a half miles from the uh, convention center to Will Rogers Complex, I knew that I thought there would be 10 or 15 cars, and there were 300, 300. Oh, I, I, it was amazing. And so we're going to do it again. We're going to have people in Fort Worth and L.A. and New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, all walking at the same time following in the cars. Somebody will do as I'm doing, two and a half miles. And that will be, the nation will see that this is what is needed, that we can do this together. If I can just let them know that the enslaved who were getting away from the plantations and the people with the Underground Railroad, the Quakers, Lord Garrison and Frederick Douglass and Sojourner Truth and all of these, John Brown, those people work together to free the enslaved. And we can work together to make this a place that's decent and fitting for all of us, not just a few. Oh, no, preaching. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. So I know the road to Juneteenth being a national holiday has been quite a challenging journey. You stated a couple of times that you're not quite satisfied with where we are, but we are making progress, which is a great thing. So how have you been able to navigate those challenges and keep your zeal, you know, towards the goal that you've set? You know, I know it can be a little challenging, like I said, at times, but how do you keep going? Well, it goes way back to my grandfather. My mother's father, she was a fifth child of 19 brothers and sisters, three sets of twins. He was a short minister who had a church in this neighborhood, one in that community. And so he saw what others had. I was very young, but I heard him talk about golf courses and tennis courts and indoor plumbing. 
But whatever he set his mind to, he usually accomplished. He had a house to burn. When he built another house, he built a house with a bathroom to it. Had to have that big black wash pot out in the back where you heated the water, took a bucket of water into the bathroom to get you a bath. But he'd instilled in us so many principles. And so I kind of think it's in my DNA that if you start something, you got to finish it. You just can't turn it loose. And that's the way I feel about Juneteenth. I know it's going to be a national holiday. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. I just hope it happens in my lifetime. Yes. And we're, we're, we're pulling for you. We know it's going to happen. And, you know, as our population in Fort Worth continues to grow, now being the 12th largest city in the U.S., and with our younger generation looking for ways to get involved in their communities, Ms. Lee, what advice would you give to the new generation? Listen, what you need to know is you should make yourself a committee of one that we know people who are not on the same page with us. We know that if people can be taught to hate, they can be taught to love. And that it's our responsibility to change the minds of those people. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, but we can be responsible for showing them that Together, we can get more done than our bickering and fighting and causing more pain. And I'm not just talking about white people, black people, Asians and Italians and everybody else should be a part of this movement. Freedom, freedom for all of us. I keep repeating that none of us are free until we're all free. I believe that. Well, Miss Lee, let's let's talk about this this new complex that's coming on coming on board. You know, I was really happy to hear that Fort Worth Housing Solutions, in partnership with Amtex, has finalized a deal to build a 339 mixed unit income uh, mixed income community in North Fort Worth, and it's going to be called the Opal. How did you feel when you heard about this luxury comp community uh, actually being named in your honor? I wanted to do a holy dance, and I'm not too sure that I won't. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. One of my passions, and I seem to have a lot of passion, has been housing. We've lived in some pretty poor housing at times, and I'm delighted to know that there'll be decent housing for people here in Fort Worth. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting out there. You know, yeah. maybe they'll let me take a hammer or something and nail in a nail. Uh, I don't know. I just want to jump up. And I just, I'm so humbled to know that they thought of me. I'm sure they can arrange for that that hammer and nail to get done. <laughs> <laughs> it's well-deserved. That's All sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> so switching gears really quick, there are a lot of grassroots organizations out here that are hitting the streets in the name of activism. What advice would you give them about, you know, keeping on towards their goal and um, staying strong and committed to reach a, a finishing place? I'd like them 
to continue as most of them have without divisiveness. And I know that there are people who get in the groups who just are going to be disruptive anyway, but to keep them to a minimum. Because I truly believe, as Dr. King believed, that we can achieve any goal we want if we are allowed without police brutality, without marauders and people interrupting and giving us a bad name. I just know we can turn things around. I do. So I'm saying to the young people, keep on marching. Keep on doing what you're doing. If I was younger, I'd be right out there with you. Thank you, Ms. Opal. We have one more question for you. We just want to know, what are some ways that individuals can help uh, further the mission that you have established for Juneteenth and, you know, in everyday lives? Like, what can we do? Well, I'm going to start by saying, give us your signature <laughs> so that we can get that 1.5 million signatures to Congress. Be sure you do that and be sure that your mission is something that's going to benefit all of us, not just a segment, not just black folk, not just white folk. We are all in this together. And if you start something, keep doing it. Don't let anything turn you around. I believe that. Love that. Oh my goodness. Miss Opal, it has been an absolute honor today. You are truly just remarkable in so many ways. And I'm just, I am truly honored to have you here today speaking with us about Juneteenth. And I'm telling you, I'm just a little old lady in tennis shoes <laughs> in everybody else's business. And I'm having a good time doing it. <laughs> well, we thank you so much. Uh, we know that you're a very busy person. And so this has been great. And we thank you. And thank you for having me here. Thank you. And we'll meet again. Absolutely. Oh, just wait until this actually happens. You're going to see me do that holy dance. Need a ride to get your COVID-19 shot? We've got you. Trinity Metro is offering free rides to and from vaccine sites in Fort Worth and Hearst. All you need to do is show your driver or conductor the text or email confirmation of your appointment. Find out more at ridetrinitymetro.org slash COVID-19. This interview was recorded before President Biden signed a bill to establish Juneteenth as a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. So I like to believe Miss Opal is doing her holy dance right about now. That's all we got for now, but don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you get notified when a new episode is live. Until next time.